hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore and learn what it means to live from your heart, not your head. And for those of you not quite familiar with heart dancing, it's a process of unlearning the world's messages and remembering your authentic self. When you start listening to the world's definition of happiness and success, at some point you may realize that you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. There's always going to be something more to strive for or obtain. Heart dancing is a different way of looking at your world and looking at yourself. It's a way to return to your soul, the source of unconditional love. And the heart dancing mantra is, let love lead. And you'll understand more about that as you join me in the dance. Love knows the way, you just have to follow. Heart dancing. Hi, this is Bob Brown. I'm president of the LSU Alumni Association here in the Dallas area, and we'd like for you to join us. LSUAlumniDallas.com. Come see what we're up to. We are providing scholarships to students from the DFW area to attend the wonderful University of LSU. We have lots of information on that website. We would love to have you join us. LSUAlumniDallas.com. Ever smelt that musty smell when you first turn on your car? Are you buying or selling a house? Do you have any odor problems? Do you have some odors that you need to take care of in your house or home? Experiencing any summer allergies? Prozone professionals can get rid of any respiratory triggers. Please give Prozone professionals a call today. 469-224-7774 or visit DallasOdorRemoval.com. Hi, my name is Angela Love Foster. I'm the founder executive director of Boxes of Love Ministry. Boxes of Love is a ministry that puts together shoe boxes of hygiene items to give to the homeless, people that have lost their homes in a fire or natural disaster, anyone that is finds themselves in a financial situation or struggle. And if you feel it in your heart to donate financially or if you'd like to donate products, please feel free to donate. You can contact me on Facebook at Boxes of Love or you can contact me via telephone at 469-364-0022. 469-364-0022. Hello, I'm Marie Lascarillas, founder and president of the Alzheimer's Cure Foundation. Our mission and vision is to dramatically accelerate the cure for this devastating disease by raising and awarding a $20 million cash prize that will serve as the gold medal for the scientists or team of scientists to discover the cure. We need everyone's help. We need all donations, big and small. Our website is www.alz, as in zebra, c as in charlie, U-R-E, dot org. You can donate through our website. You can also call me at area code 401-473-7011. We need your help. All donations, big and small. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we learn to listen to the music of our hearts and not so much the messages from our minds. For those of you not familiar with heart dancing, it's a process of unlearning the world's messages and remembering and connecting with your authentic self. 
when you listen to the world's definitions of success or happiness, at some point you realize it's just not going to get you there. And that's why I created this radio show, because there are so many people out in the world who know who they are and who know what their message is and what their work is, and they're bringing it out to people. So my goal with this show is to introduce you, the listener, to these amazing people. And today I am so excited. I I just, I've got shivers because we have as our guest, Carol Miller, and she goes by the name Cece. So that's what I'm going to be referring to her as, um, as we go through the show. But Cece Miller is a positivity consultant. I love that. Just listen to that. A positivity consultant. Imagine what the world would look like if we were all positivity consultants. She's also a hugger, and we'll talk about that in a minute, and you'll understand what that means, and a smile creator. She's touched millions of lives by helping people live life with maximum joy and passion through her personal excuse me, personal coaching, writing, speaking, and also through her nonprofit organization called Positive Focus. And with that, I'm going to bring Cece on. Hey, are you there? I am. Thank you for having me. Oh, I can't tell you. I'm dancing right now. This is so much fun. Cece- I love the dancing part, so I'm dancing in my chair as well. Yay. Well, um, and Cece, I haven't known you very long, but I feel like you're my long-lost sister. We are. I'm sure of it. Yeah, because I I may start using that phrase, positivity consultant, because my whole thing in heart dancing and writing my books and radio show and blog, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is to show people you can look at the light or you can look at the dark. Why not choose the light? Choose the bright. Choose the smile. Choose the kind word as opposed to the angry word or the or the negative tone. Be that light, and it helps other people become their own light. And that's kind of what your work is about, isn't it? Exactly. And I think it's important to realize that you can look at and see the the darker or heavier parts of life. You just don't want to stay there. I, I think one of my um, visions is to almost reframe the word positive, because so many people think when they when you hear, oh, I'm a positive person, well, they don't live in reality. You know, they have the Pollyanna life and things like that, and that's just not true. Uh, life happens to me as it does everyone else, so I can't control everything that happens, but I can control how I react to it. Exactly. So I always focus on the gem in the situation. And, and sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but that's where I go to. Right. And what are some things that you can share with our listeners Maybe a quick story that's happened to you recently of how you could have chosen the negative, but you chose to stay positive in a situation. Well, you know, there's, I mean, every day that opportunity exists because so many people, especially if you watch the news, which I don't, but I do a lot of social media, so I still get nuggets and tastes of what's going on in the news. And um, fear sells, so the headlines are always scary and dark and if you listen to the news, the world would be coming, um, falling apart. And there's, you know, 7 billion people in the world. And I don't, I don't know the actual statistic, but I would guess it's 1% or less that is creating the havoc in the world. So if you look at it that way, there's 99% of the world that are doing, just going about their lives, living and being kind to themselves and their families and their communities. 
So I always just look at those situations. And, you know, certainly when tragedy happens, there's a moment, you know, you can feel sad and angry or whatever is going on. But living there is what creates the, the darkness within you. Right. And haven't you found as you've moved through this work that as you've chosen the positive, it creates more positive? Oh, absolutely. My big thing is positivity, heightened celebrations, and lessened sorrows. Okay, could you say that again a little more slowly? I didn't quite get it. Certainly. Positivity heightens celebrations and lessens sorrows. Ah, I love it. So can positivity actually change sorrows or transform sorrows? Absolutely. And again, you know, there's a fine line on stuffing things that you're going through and ignoring them because mm-hmm. um, they will pop up again. So it's it's not about ignoring the sad part of your life or the scary part of your life, but it is about being gentle with it. And I like to look at it a lot of times like a past experience that I might have gone through that in that moment I did not like. But when I came to the other side, I saw the gem that happened. I saw that I grew. I saw that a better person came into my life or a better job came into my life or a better home. Whatever the situation that I was struggling with, I I did come out of it better because I went through it. So when I'm going through something, again, I just remember those situations like, oh, yeah, today may not feel good because I don't want to feel this way, but I know it's getting better and I can change it to feel better about it. Right. And you know what I found, Cece, is when something triggers me in a negative way, it's usually because there's something I need to look at in myself. Absolutely. Or else it wouldn't have triggered me. So I've started to try to look at things, um, say, let's just take a, you know, real quick, simple example of being in traffic. You, <laughs> you live in a big city. I live in a big city. Traffic is just the way things are. But when you look at things and someone cuts you off, for example, that used to really get me mad. I used to get just angry and just tense up. And then I realized, wait a minute, why am I letting that person get into my peace, my my right. my space, my calmness? So now when people do that, because they're going to do it, I can't change them from doing that. But now when someone cuts in front of me, I still have to take a deep breath because st- it's almost like an instantaneous reaction. But I take the deep breath and then I just think to myself, they have some place they need to be more than I do. So I will let them go. <laughs> Agreed, because it's not affecting them for us to sit in traffic and honk or be mad or Whatever that, you know, that's something that we live with, not the person that we're mad at. Right. They don't even know we're in our car yelling at them. Exactly. And even if they did, it wouldn't change them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it could heighten our experience together because they could uh, be mad back at us. Right. And, you know, unfortunately that has happened. But I, I found that as I look at these things that I feel a little bit either angry or upset or frustrated at, if I take a step back and separate myself from that reaction and say, wait a minute, why am I feeling that way? What is it? There's yeah. a, usually something a little bit deeper. Have you found that to be true as well? Yeah, I do. And I think it's a lot. You know, people want to be seen. They want to be heard and they want to know that they matter in this world. Mm-hmm. So I find when people I know or myself, I mean, if, if I'm stepping into fear and I do, I mean, I do this work. So I am by far more in a happy, positive state than not. But I do step into fear of whatever. 
And it's because I realize that it's a worthiness issue. And, you know, so I sit there and think about it for a second on why am I allowing that person to make me feel this way? Because, you know, we're part of the equation. You know, it's not, it's not all, it's not all about them doing something. If, you know, I remember years ago hearing Tony Robbins speak. And he is a very large man, like six, seven or something. Right. He's like, I can stand in front of you and call you every name in the book, but it's your decision to own it. So I've just thought about that from there on. And it's like, okay, whatever somebody else is saying to me, I get to choose. It does not hurt my feelings if I don't own a little bit of it. But what that does is it allows you to make that choice. Right. And that to me obviously is the key. You don't have to accept whatever anyone else is telling you or trying to put on you. Um, you have a total uh, freedom to accept whether you're going to believe in that or not. And if, exactly. it, and if it doesn't resonate with who you are and who you know yourself to be, it's okay to, to say, no, that's not me, and kind of put up a wall. I don't well, know. And I don't even know that you need to put up a wall. I think when you're secure with who you are, than what other people's opinions, you just know it's there. So it, it's not even like protecting yourself from them. For me, it's protecting myself if I own a little bit. Like if something that they have said that is hurtful, if there is a little bit of truth, and I don't mean truth that it's actually true, but if I believe a little bit of it mm -hmm. because I'm playing little and small, then I have to look into it. But generally speaking, you know, as long as you're secure with yourself, um, what others say should not um, impact you. Right. Let me ask you something, and I hope I'm not getting, um, hopefully don't take this personally, but um, I know people in our space, you know, people who mm -hmm. are doing this kind of work, you have to have a lot of self-care and yeah. also a, a heightened awareness of your own, um, I know at least I do, own sensitivities and my own insecurities. I mean, I'm not sure there's anyone on the face of the planet who's not insecure about something. So what techniques or what practical things do you do if you feel yourself stepping into a, an insecurity? Uh, that's a great question, and it kind of depends on the circumstance, but I agree. I can't imagine um, anyone not having some place where they feel less than. Mm -hmm. Some And some people wear their insecurities by trying to show that they're better than everyone, too. And some wear their insecurities by making themselves very small and unseen. So there's really not a, a way to show that. For me, I usually will just start in my head. I'm a big believer in affirmation. And so I'll just say, um, I love you, Carol, or I choose peace now. Or something like that, but to get out of my mind, which is saying, "How? Why did you just say that? Why did you do that?" Right. Because um, I, my mind says that to me too. It's like I can't believe you just said that. So. Right. I'm gonna, and to me, it's really all about being gentle with yourself. I'm not a big believer in using the words "always" or "never," but I will say, "Never beat yourself up," because it just keeps you stuck in in that pattern of um, the heavier energy, the negative energy. Right. And do you see life positivity in as energy? I do. And can you explain that just a little bit? Uh, for me, it's really about I am a um, big believer in appreciating. And it. so it's really all about what you choose to see and how you choose to see the world. Uh, as I had said before, you know, I can't control outside circumstances, but I can control how I see it. And so for me, it's the more I focus on love over fear, 
the more that I see love opportunities. And so it's, it's really about hyper vigilance. And I, I, I liken it a lot to going to the gym. If you went to the gym one day and came out buff and in perfect shape, who wouldn't love that? You know, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've yet to have that experience. To so. point me to the gym, I, that yeah. gym, I'll sign up. I will pay big bucks to go to that gym. You're right. But, but it's like positivity, you know. You, It's a practice. It's work. And we do have, I mean, I can't think of the last time I had a full bad day, but I certainly have moments where I step into fear and don't feel good. But for me, that is an opportunity to see that as a contrasting experience. This doesn't feel good. What will feel good? And I focus on what feels good rather than keeping stuck and and focusing on what I don't like. I I think that it's easy to focus on what we don't like that's going on in the world because it's right in front of us making us mad. So use that contrast as a way to reframe it and refocus. Well, and see, you're talking my language because one of my favorite quotes is from Henry David Thoreau which says, it's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I've used that as a basis. Um, it's part of my book called Heart Dancing. And it's also the basis of the story alchemy process, which is a, a four-step process that allows you to uh, take those old stories that are no longer true and kind of reframe them, you know, feel the pain, release it, and then start telling your new story. Right. So, um, yeah, you're talking my language. <laughs> I, I liken fear to a two-year-old throwing a tantrum. It says, see me, see me, see me. Yes. Or love is just kind of patiently waiting by to be seen. Right. So it's, what are you looking at? Are you looking at the fear of the tragedy that's taking place? Or are you looking at the, like an example, when a tragic situation happens, communities come together to support each other. Neighbors who did not talk to each other yesterday are helping take the you know get stuff out of the homes that the tornado ruined or whatever so what are you focusing on are you focusing on the tragedy that happened or are you focusing on the love that's happening now well and people have such a great capacity for love and compassion they do oh you know when the earthquake happened in nepal just the the response was incredible and you know we could talk about all the different natural disasters or or tragedies that have happened but I agree with you. Focusing on the love in that moment and in that situation, it creates more love. It does, and it's it's absolutely still okay to be upset or angry or hurt by the situation that happened. I am by no means uh, perpetuating that somebody shouldn't feel sad when a tragedy happens or feel angry when injustice takes place. Right. I, I have those emotions. I just don't stay there that long because it doesn't help. It does not fix anything. And in my opinion, it, it continues the fear-based thinking rather than stepping into solutions and love. Right, right. I love the way you put that. Well, tell us what you're working on now. I know you have a nonprofit that you started. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I, I do. Positive Focus is a headquartered here in Chicago, but we do um, do global events as well. And our mission is basically to um, help shine light on people to let them know that they matter and focusing on love over fear. So probably my, well, that's not probably, it is my favorite event. Um, once a year, we do global free hugs. And I invite people from all over the world to join me 
to in their communities do free hugs and then they send me pictures and I put a video together. And here in Chicago, I do it twice a month. And I started doing it in 2008. Free hugs began in 2004, 2005. And I... I can tell you people are always saying, oh, you're so good to do all this volunteer work, but it's the most selfish thing I do for myself. Really? Can and, you explain oh, that? Oh, my gosh. I go out there for 90 minutes to hug people, and they're all happy, where they get one hug, and I get 100. And I get to hear stories from people, like it's their birthday, so I get to celebrate birthdays with them. I get to celebrate happy experiences, and I also get to comfort them when they're going through a struggle. I had an elderly woman come up to me and said that she had buried her husband two weeks ago and missed his hugs. Mm. So I hugged her and we teared up together. I've had somebody tell me later that they had been sober for over a decade and were having a hard time and were leaving work, planning to go to a bar. Mm. and came upon our hugs and got hugs from all of us and didn't go to the bar. I, it, to me, the purest example of showing people that they matter in just a second. It's a brief hug. Um, it's a lot of laughter and a lot of smiles, and it's just a way to connect to people. I love that, and I love what you just said. It's the purest example of showing people that they matter. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, are you planning, obviously, another Global Free Hug for 2015? 2016, and we do it in May, so we okay. just did it this year. And I've actually got people already signing up for 2016, so that's fun. Great. And then in, in the fall, I do a program called I Choose Kindness, where it's November 1st, and it's basically asking people to do a kind act on that day and then sharing it with us on Facebook. And throughout the year, so it's not just for that day, I ask people to take selfies and send me a picture of a selfie with a sign that says I Choose Kindness. And it could either be I Choose Kindness Texas or their city or just simply I Choose Kindness. But for me, saying I choose kindness means when you hear bad stories and you hear sad stories, you don't go bullying the bully because it's so easy to these perpetrators who are doing fear-based actions to want to be a bully to them. And that just keeps us stuck in that energy. So, you know, I'm not a big believer in right and wrong, but I am a believer in choices and consequences to those choices. Right. So the I choose kindness is just another way, another choice that you're offering people and then they can share it on your Facebook page. Exactly. And what is that Facebook page so everyone listening can go join? It's Positive Focus. Okay. And how many, what's your last count of how many people have joined that Facebook we, group? We're oh, um, 1.3 million and counting. What, what, excuse me? <laughs> Say that again. We have 1.3 million followers. That's incredible. I, I, I don't think I've ever met anyone with that big of a Facebook page. Well, now you have. <laughs> I know. And now all my I, I, listeners have, too. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, can you tell us how you got to 1.3 million followers? I mean, you have your own you know, community. I, exactly. I would love to tell you. I don't know exactly. It is me. Um, when I go away for a few days, I'll have a friend uh, oversee it for me. But generally, I'm the one doing it. And basically, two to four times a day, I'm posting either my own material or sharing other like-minded material. I try to share kindness stories. And then, I, you know, I try to comment when people ask me questions. Uh, and so I don't know 
I was in 2013 in October, I had 15,000. And in 2014, at the end of September, it hit a million. Wow. And, uh, I, I don't know. I don't do ads or promos or anything. So. Well, so that was totally organic. Yes. Totally just people saying, I support this. This is fabulous. People choosing to have a positive focus. Well, you certainly hit on something that people are responding to. Well done. Well, and that's kind of why I chose that name, because even though it's the organization's name, it's really for each individual to have a positive focus in their own life. Right, right. So I hope everyone listening will check out the Positive Focus page on Facebook, and let's get that number up to, you know, 1.4 million. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can break some records. Wouldn't that be okay. fun? That would be. Yeah. Um, let me go back to the free hug, Cece. Tell me very quickly if you have a favorite hug story besides oh, what you've already shared. Goodness. You know, it. every time, because, I mean, I'm out there twice a month all year long, so sometimes it's 90 degrees and I'm, why am I hugging people sweating? And uh. sometimes it's 25 degrees and I'm wondering why I'm hugging people freezing. <laughs> Every time there has been one person at least that's like, okay, that person needed me to be here today. The one, I mean, I love the ones who come up screaming free hugs and run across the street or get out of their car. But for me, I think the ones that are the most important to me are the people who you can tell really stepped out of their comfort zone. Like they barely hug you. Like the bear huggers, you know they're huggers. So. Mm-hmm. And, and I still love it. But the people who really had to step out of their comfort zone to get that hug is the biggest impact for me. And I remember one time this woman came in for a hug. It was actually one of my huggers, not me. She um, had tears in her eyes, and she hugged my friend Kathy for probably 30 seconds. Wow. She did not say a word, just kind of cried a little bit. And Kathy just told her it was going to be okay. And she walked away and said, thank you. But at at that point, she needed to be seen and heard, and we were there to be that for her. Right, right. Oh, that is so awesome. It was very powerful. Oh, I know. And that's what you're talking about is what you get from giving the free hugs. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you were able to be there for that person. Well, listen, we need to wrap up. I can't believe it's almost time. (laughs) Um, What's the one takeaway that you'd love to share with the audience? You know, I think the biggest thing is for everybody to realize that they do matter. The world seems like a big place, so you kind of feel like you get lost in the mix. But I see the world, instead of 7 billion people, it's one person 7 billion times. Mm. If you start looking at the world that way, you can't be afraid of one person. You know, you might be afraid of an organization. You might be afraid of a culture. But look at people as one person at a time, and you'll realize that they really are just like you wanting to get by and have happiness and safety and love in their life. I love that. Thank you. Well, Cece, you. we have enjoyed this so much. Uh, everyone, if you would, go, be sure you check out the Facebook group, Positive Focus, and also go to Cece Miller's website, which is carolccmiller.com. This has been the Heart Dancing Radio Show, and now that you've listened all the way to the end, You're part of our tribe. And remember, our mantra is let love lead. Let love lead. It always directs you back to your authentic self and to that positivity in that space that we've been talking about where more love is created. Heart dancing. It's the only way to live. (laughs) 